0: It's the for Spoonani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this you sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go sippy, here Hard time's calling for your long chorts You might learn something you never know Could let you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you're mine, say you're mine Wakanda forever! I'm moving to Wakanda, guys. As far as I'm concerned, that's where I'm meant to be living. Not with you hoes. (laughs) Just joking. Like, no, but seriously, I want to move to Wakanda and I can't wait for you all to watch Black Panther if you haven't watched it already. This is definitely a Black Panther appreciation episode because my God, wow. Like, you know, when you watch something and you don't realize or before watching it, you didn't realize that your soul needed it. And then you watch it and you're just like, wow. Like, wow. Like it, there were so many points where I just wanted to cry because it was, the cinematography was so beautiful. There will be no spoilers in this episode. So don't worry. I won't say anything untoward. The only thing I will say though, is that I've kind of realized that with my anti-colonialist thinking, I probably would have been a villain in Wakanda. Like I probably would have because sometimes let people suffer in it. Let them, let, sometimes an eye for an eye in it. That's how I see it. But I'm going to come back to that shortly. We'll we'll talk about that shortly. But please, can you hurry up and watch Black Panther because there's so much to unpack and to discuss. Um, oh, just... It, it It's it's fantastic And I'm not a hype man I'm not a hype ting if, if I went to watch it And I didn't enjoy it I would just let you know Point blank period Kind of like the way I felt about Girls Trip When everyone's like Oh Girls Trip It was so amazing We've got three black women As the protagonists And it's a comedy And it's great and, and, and it was all of those things But I had a big problem With the fact that The villain in that Or the baddie in that Was a dark skinned black woman You can come and argue with me If you want But you'll just end up Arguing with the wall Because I don't want to hear it. That was a very long intro and I didn't even do my song. Hey, it's me, Kelechi, in the place to be. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. Yes, Suck Your (laughs) Mum. Yes, welcome to another episode. My name's Kelechi Okafor and I'm really glad to be here. I'm always glad. You know, I always say that. I can't help it. It's just I'm just so glad. Even on the days when I'm not like extremely upbeat or happy, I'm just very much happy to be existing right now. But there's a lot to get through today. Firstly, I want to apologize because last week I was in such a tears and such. Uh kind of kerfuffle because of the traffic here the traffic on the way to the studio was such a prick That I just came here and I was so flustered and I Mixed up segments like I said so you mad when I was meant to say straw of the week But you were all lovingly able to correct me about my own podcast and you were like babes Um, so you know for straw of the week because you said so you mad and that's obviously not what you meant So yeah, thank you for correcting me the segments definitely are Share your magnificence So you mad And suck your mum AKA straw of the week So those are the three segments And I should do better And know my own freaking segments in my own show But um, yeah let's, let's just get into it um, I know I said I was going to have a guest this week I might as well tell you The guest I'm going to have is my mum Like I'm going to have my mum in the show And I don't know how this is going to go down So I'm going to apologise in advance Like my... You never know what's going to come out of my mum's mouth, but I just feel that for my very first guest it just has to be the woman who gave up like the tightness of her vagina for me. That's not to say that my mum's vagina is slack. Okay. Moving swiftly on. Da 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 da. Da da. I just want to say I just I appreciate my mum Letting me rent out her womb for nine months And for supporting me to be the baby girl that I am So yeah, she's going to be my first guest And I'm likely to have her on in the next episode But I'm just checking She couldn't make it today Because she's um, doing a three-day church revival And obviously God first in all things So it is what it is But she'll hopefully be with me the next time And I hope that by now... Many of you have seen the BBC um BBC stories feature about me and the twerk classes. It was amazing to do that. I can't believe how many views it has had and other opportunities have, have come from it that I can't quite speak about yet, but just look out for your girl on Thursday because big things are gone on Thursday. It depends when you're listening to this, but yeah, Thursday something Thursday after this episode something else is happening linked to that and I'm I can't I couldn't be more grateful like life has just a weird way of working itself out and shout out to god man just shout out to the real g up in these streets because no matter how hard things have gotten I always say that God hasn't failed me yet No matter how much people are like Oh, you're such a loud mouth And people are often surprised They're like, oh, I didn't know that you were so God-fearing Bitch, what do you mean? Like, I don't need to be like you and be all stush to, For God to, to, to show his mercy through me too So just behave yourself in it Because I will slap you up in a very godly way Try me But um, yeah, like shout out to God Because something so so devastating as the trauma that i went through as a child that's discussed in that B- um, in the bbc f- uh, stories feature ended up being one of the things that brought me grace in this life and 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 brought me exposure in this life so you know things can turn around is what i'll say things can definitely turn around for for good so yas anyway oh and also like shout out to the people that pretended not to see the feature. Like they strategically missed the video that I posted on Instagram. Um, st- Strategically didn't watch my Insta stories that day or they did. And as soon as they saw that, that's what it was about. They stopped watching. Like, I understand that it might feel a particular kind of way, sometimes seeing people doing something great, but you have to understand that like I... Hustled so bloody hard for a lot of the things that are coming to fruition And the same way that I respect your hustle Please respect mine and congratulate a real G when you see her Thanks Anyway, moving on, moving on to the tarot So this week, um, the tarot card that I pulled is another major arcanum Uh, Yes, I pulled the hanged man So I'll show you that the hanged man. So I'll talk to you a bit about the hanged man, um, for the people who are listening and not watching this. So it's the 12th card of the major arcana and it shows a man hanging upside down and he's tied by the ankle to a tree, like a T-shaped tree and leaves are growing from the tree. Um, and yeah, he's wearing like red shorts, well red leggings and like a little top. It looks to me like a little one piece, you know, like a, like a, like a, what what was it? Those, those manzies or those men play suits anyway. He's wearing like a onesie and he's hanging upside down and there's some light around his head. And it's just an interesting card because it usually speaks to being at a standstill, but being, the fact, when you look at the card, it's weird because it looks like it's upside down because the man is upside down. So I used to look at the card and I used to think when I saw the hanged man, I thought it meant like that he was hanged as in they were killing him. So it just used to like freak me out. But actually, no, the hanged man is just someone, he even looks like a performer that's um, suspended upside down, hanging by the ankle and he's got his other Um, leg like tucked in a kind of figure four shape behind the other leg and the hands his hands are tied behind his back too we don't see his hands so yeah it's one of those cards that a lot of people have kind of conflicting conflicting kind of perspectives about when it comes to it but you have to understand that with when it comes to um, tarot and things like that it's really down to how you see it. I was reading a book earlier on um, this week and it spoke about the fact that someone can see like, Tarot is about symbology, isn't it? And it's about the symbology and what it sparks in your subconscious. And when it sparks that thing, it gives you the message that you've been hiding from yourself. That's why it's so good. Now, we don't all perceive symbols in the same way. Someone gave an example that like, for instance, some people, most people might agree that when they see the uh, symbol of a car, to them, it means freedom, speed, you know, a, you know, a movement. But if someone else sees that card and they are someone that's had a car accident, they're not going to read that card in the same way. They're going to read fear, destruction. So it's this, this is why the cards are so important because it's what it means to you. And you have to decipher it because it's using what you already know and your experiences to help you train your subconscious to be more um, kind of accessible to you. So the hanged man speaks about being at a standstill in life And sometimes we don't like standstills Like I'm someone who's so impatient Like I don't like when things feel like nothing's happening And it stresses me out I get so worried like I should be doing more Remember like last week Just last week I was saying I don't feel like I'm doing enough Some people had to pull me up on that On the Monday when the um Was it Monday? Yeah, on the Monday or the Tuesday When the BBC stories was released They were like, wait you're rude because you said you don't feel like you're doing enough. And literally the next day, we've got um, a BBC story about you that, that, that's been watched by over 200,000 people. So if w- what does it mean to you to not be doing enough? Because that looks to me like you're doing a lot. But doing a lot or doing enough is relative to the individual, isn't it? But yeah, when it comes to the um, hanged man, it speaks to that, that impatience that you feel, that resistance that you feel when things aren't going your way. You feel like you need to fight life. Like I need to fight. I need to fight. Sometimes you need to understand that life, this life, this universe is greater than you. You are part of it. You are part of it. And that's what, where your power lies. But you need to understand that it's some is larger than you and you are being carried somewhere that you don't know yet. So instead of fighting the current, let yourself be carried to where you're going. Use this time as a time to contemplate yourself and and the things that you could do to better develop yourself. So when you arrive at that place that you need to be, you're ready. You're not flailing. You're not like, oh my God, what am I meant to do here? Because life will happen whether you want it to or not. And that is something that I, it's taken me a while to gather and to realize, but that's really, really what it is. There's a saying that comes to my mind that um, it says, um, grow where you are planted. It's important. Even if you feel like wherever you are right now is an in-between point in your life, use that opportunity as a chance to grow where you are. Like if I look at the card again, when I look at the face of the hanged man, he doesn't look bothered Like it's he, he's resigned himself To the fact that this is where he is right now But you see light around his head Which means that he's using the time To be introspective And to do the work that needs to be done internally Um, I mentioned that it's the 12th card Of the Major Arcana When you reduce 12 all the way down What do you get? Three Three is the magic number Three always speaks to growth And you see on the uh, branches Of the tree that the hangman is hanging from Leaves are growing So again, it's reminding you that When you find yourself at, at a point Where you don't feel like much is happening Use that as an opportunity to grow That doesn't mean that you should stay there And plant roots there necessarily And stay there permanently But use that as a chance to flourish Like flourish wherever you are It matters So In terms of a relationship as well, you know, like if if it's to do with a relationship, sometimes you can be in a relationship with someone and you um, feel them withdrawing from you. They might be withdrawing from you because they are the hanged man right now. They are trying to figure out where they are in life and trying to... You know, figure out how they see things Before they go into further committing themselves Allow people the chance to do that Allow people the chance to question themselves And to question where they're at Like, it's okay, as you know, as long as it leads to their growth Valentine's Day just passed And off, um, you find that a lot of people are looking around At other people's relationships like Wow, look, this girl got taken to a spa And she was wearing a bathrobe And she was wearing these shoes And she had rose petals everywhere First of all, bitch, I'm allergic to flowers So nobody should come around me with any rose petals I just wanted to put that out there And, and that's why I'm glad that my partner does not buy me flowers Supermol is the key to my heart Yeah, don't buy me flowers Yuck Anyway, so you're seeing all of these images Of people on social media Living their best life And you're like, wow They had such a great Valentine's I wish I had a partner Don't force it Don't force it Don't go out there Trying to force relationships That aren't actually destined for you Use the time to grow as a, as a person and, and be as whole as you can So when the relationship does arrive You're coming to the relationship As two whole people Rather than two half people Looking for somebody else To complete you Nobody out here Is meant to complete anybody They can compliment you But they're not meant to complete you You should be a whole ass individual By yourself um, Will Smith is the best thing That ever happened to Instagram He put up a story today That just spoke to my entire heart And Um, He was talking about a conversation that he had with Jada, his wife And he was saying that it's funny because they've grown in their relationship Because they've realized that your partner The person that you're in a relationship with It is not their duty, nor is it their responsibility to make you happy Your happiness resides solely with you It is your duty on this earth to make yourself happy Oh, so then why do I have a partner then? You have a partner so you can both share the happiness That you have, that you are finding for yourself You can share it with each other So you can share the joy that you are finding for yourselves with each other It's important to realise that we are all on separate journeys in this life Even the people that you entered this world with as twins You, you, can, you can still be on a very, very different um, journey with your twin or your siblings We are all on a very, very different journey it's all going to end the same way, I imagine. That same end point. We don't know what happens in the hereafter, but we're all heading to the same point in some regards, but we're going to take different paths to get there. So when you're in a relationship, I think the relationship is meant to serve as companionship as you both navigate your paths separately. Um, Khalil Gibran speaks about love and he talks about love and relationships as recognizing that you are two pillars. The pillars can't hold up any monument if they are together. They have to be apart because it's in being apart that they're able to uphold the structure. And it's the same for relationships. You need to be apart. You need to let the winds of life be, move freely between the two of you in order that you can uphold the relationship, the integrity of the relationship that you're in. So I just went off on a tangent But I just felt like I needed to share that And it's the kind of thing that I get with um, The Hanged Man Submit yourself to life Like sacrifice yourself to life And let it take you where you where you are on the way to There'll be a point for action There's a point for action And there's a point for inaction And this is really asking you to just take a second Take a second, take a little while and let Life do what it's trying to do for you Use the time to be introspective And figure out what you can do To be the best person that you can be When you arrive at your destination At that appointed time That you're ready to go When the spotlight is on you So that's what I'll say About The Hanged Man for now Um, Moving on So Magnificence this week I have got so many to get through So I'm just gonna fire through this Like whoa Um, Like I said last week There were so many that I was meant to do and I just couldn't get through them. So I'm going to start with, um, uh, who should I start with? I'm going to start with Emma. Emma Ako is doing, um, a womb steam workshop. Now I really want to attend a womb steam workshop. I think that it's an apt thing to have as part of Share Your Magnificence because, Firstly, how does one even do it? I know that it's like a wooden box and you've got a a cushion on with a hole on top of it and you put some, um, hot water with, um, herbs and, and, and essential oils and things in the hot water. And then the steam of it, you sit on top of it, obviously with no knickers on and, um, the steam flows through and rejuvenates your vagina and your, you know, just, just helps you from the inside and it's really, really important. I think, um, pharmaceutical companies and things like that have, I've talked us out of being, um, I don't know, being autonomous when it comes to our reproductive health, they make us think that it's something mystical that not, we're not meant to get involved with when we really, really should. So Emma's having a full moon steam circle on Thursday, 1st of March, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. at Clandestine Clouds um, in Dalston. Tickets are like 40, between 40 and 50 pounds. But it's important work that you know she's doing. She wants people to know that you're using your your womb is a muscle and an organ. And so you need to train it and look after it the way that you would any other part of your body. So I think that is great. And I think she she makes um she makes these steam, these steam. Chairs as well These womb steam chairs She makes them as well So you can like buy one And do it at home But obviously do not burn Your fucking vagina Like be smart But this is a good workshop To kind of go to To learn how you go about doing that But I'm really interested I like like, you know Playing around And and seeing things that I can do To aid my kind of You know, my womb health So um, I've used those Yoni pearls Mm. (laughs) Mmm It was okay, but um, I just prefer to use yoni egg. So I have like rose quartz yoni egg that I am um, insert inside, and I use it to do my Kegels exercises. And it just it's it's one of those things that's metaphysical as well as physical. You know, it has physical benefits and metaphysical benefits. So definitely do something great for your vagina, and I'm glad that and your womb. And I'm glad that women like Emma are doing these kind of workshops to help us break the taboo when it comes to our own. Sexual organs or our own organs that we 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 take ownership of it and look after it So big up yourself emma, I think that that's great that you're doing that now my next share your magnificence is um from Mary Jo. Now I was meant to read Mary Jo. Mary Jo sent hers a little while ago and I was meant to read it this week because my mum would be here and I wanted to kind of tie it in with how I view my mum. Like my mum is one of those people that um she does feminism even though she doesn't believe per se, in feminism is one of those things. I feel like a lot of our parents were doing feminism long before the vocabulary came about to define feminism. And I think because of the poster children or the poster women of feminism as we know it now, so many women are like, nah, that's not for me because these women are so repugnant that you don't want anything to do with them, not realizing that it's more than them. And this is obviously why I subscribe to womanism, black feminism, because book, book, that's where it's at. So um, Mary Jo wrote us, wrote in to Share Your Magnificence And this is what she said um, Hi Kelechi, first of all I want to commend you on your work And everything that makes you you Because you are such an inspiration My Share Your Magnificence goes out to my mum It's funny how she regards the feminist movement. She has this adulterated idea about it and it's all about um, that. It's all about women hating men and disrespecting them. And honestly, that's what I believed when I was younger because I'm greatly influenced by her. My mum's magnificence shines forth in the fact that although she has such ideas about feminists, she's one of the my best examples of a feminist. When my dad was alive, I remember how he asked her to do the take charge and finish them job because he's a reserved man, bless him. They both started a business from scratch. And before you know it, he built her a school because she was a teacher and she has been at the forefront of its excellence since then. When my dad died, people thought the family would fall and my mum would not be able to execute businesses and other agendas like she did when my dad was alive. But boy, were they wrong. This story puts a smile on my face every time I um, remember it. So the father of, my, of the girl my brother married is this traditional Ibo man with um, this men are better than women mindset. And during the wedding day, he thought he'd show himself. But when my mum landed, she just slayed them all. And hands down... Um, slayed them all hands down and ignored his misogynistic behavior after that day she booted ignored him and he became worried and called my sister asking her why my mum was so cold to him um, and she replied that it was because he disrespected my mum by thinking that the fact that she was a woman and recently widowed um, that she would be helpless and he contacted my mum with all of the praises and excuses saying that he's sorry and that he knows she's a great woman This along with her strength, the pillar she is in the lives of many And the fact that she keeps encouraging every woman around her To be independent and ignore the stupid men in their lives Is why I appreciate her magnificence every day Secondly, my SYM goes to you and the slum flower Bob Chidera and the inspiration you've been to me and other women I mean, you and the Slumflower are the reason I got back on Twitter Shadera's confidence and education on self-love skyrocketed My journey towards self-love And your Say Your Mind podcast is something I look forward to all of the time It is educative um, and Wow, you guys are real gifts from God. Your episode on colonization actually inspired me to write a poem which I post which I've posted below and I hope you like it. It is at this point I also acknowledge my magnificence because I know by God's grace I'm going to do great things. Amen. I have my dreams and I know I will get there regardless of how hard and scary it is. Oh, by the way, the same podcast episode also inspired me to open a Facebook group called Gifts to My Motherland, which is a platform to promote the conversations on topics that are not widely acknowledged in Nigeria, like mental health, abuse, and so on. It will acknowledge the works of people and appreciate the gifts they offer to the motherland. It will encourage creativity in the promotion of the conversations And hopefully over time I'll create an Instagram um, Instagram account for it as well Well, that's my SYM Thank you for reading And thank you again for the inspiration You have been on this new project I'm working on Thank you so much, Mary Jo I, um, The first time I read that I could feel a few thug tears Stinging my eyes Because oftentimes, you know, you wonder Am I just a big mouth? Should I just shut up? And then I read things like this And it reminds me that Even if it's just one person that likes what you're doing That's enough, you know So that I'm, I'm glad, thank you Mary Jo So I'm just going to read you um, the poem that Mary Jo wrote My mother is called Baron. She is known to be a failure They do not see her children But when they do, they are but her unfortunate offsprings My mother's children are called retarded They are seen as thugs. Her grandchildren are called illiterate, thugs, unfortunate. My mother's offspring are all but a spectacle. They do not see the smiles of her grandchildren. They are surprised when they see good come from her offsprings. They are the pride of her heart, but they prefer the glories of the unfortunate ones. My mother cannot provide all, but she never knew In receiving help, she trades her dignity, her identity as a mother tarnished. Was my mother not in her youth a beauty to behold? In her virginity fruitful? Were her children not raped before her eyes and left to a point they depended on their assaulters? Is she the only mother whose milk runs dry? Is she hallucinating when she sees her offspring sore? Why is my mother only known to be barren? Wow, is all I can say. Like, Guan Mary Jo, big up yourself, two slaps on your chest. That was beautiful. Now, for some of you who didn't, who fell asleep during English literature, I'm just going to explain to you there that the mother that she's referring to is Mother Africa, because sometimes some of you like to move in a very, very wild way, and I don't understand why you choose to misbehave like this. But she's referring to Africa being the, the you know, the, as the continent being the mother of so many of us. Well, and For us to kind of take our gaze away from her And focus elsewhere And for us to buy into the narrative That it is a barren land When meantime All of these fucking colonizers Come there to take our stuff They take all of our resources There's a book that I think I saw in passing The other day called um, How Britain Underdeveloped Africa Or something like that And I I think I've got the title right But I'm going to Google it But I want that book Because we need to talk about The structural ways in which so much wahala has been caused to africa as a you know as a continent yet nobody in the west is taking responsibility for that they would rather tell us that you know it's just full of poor people it's just barren it's got nothing to offer but where would your smartphones be without the um, democratic republic of congo where where would your smartphones be without the elements that they are taking from the drc again no spoilers, but this episode is going to make so much sense, especially that poem is going to make so much sense when you watch Black Panther and you see the ways in which the um, Wakanda is depicted to the rest of the world. uh, I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything, but that poem is just so apt because you claim that this place is barren, yet it is what provides all of your sustenance. Isn't that mad? We're gonna come back to Africa, the continent, in a bit, but let's move it on. But thank you so much, Mary Jo. Like I appreciate that. And Chidera, I I'm sure she would agree with me that we both appreciate you so much. So thank you so, so much for that. So, Eliane, my baby girl, who's currently living in Canada, she sent me a quick shout out for um uh for Eugenia. So I'm just gonna read that out as well. Um Eugenia Duodu, um, she works in STEM and she's been doing, she's built up Visions of Science, which is um organization. She's built it up from scratch, and she has used it as a way of sharing her own experiences of being a black woman in science and used it to inspire a lot more to start following in her footsteps. Um, so she basically helps like young people from lower socioeconomic and marginalized communities um, who are wanting to get into science. This is also really, really good when you watch Black Panther, but I'm gonna shut up. Really sorry, but everything is just related to Black Panther. Oh my god, wow. Um But um Eliane writes here, I'm gonna put also Eugenia's link and um for the work that she does, I'm gonna put it in the caption so you can grab it from there. And she's also done a TEDx talk, so I'll put that there as well. Um Eliane says, I may or may not have spoken to you before about the severe problem of lack of representation, especially of black people in science and technology, engineering and maths. Um, but our fields suffer the most from systemic bias because everything from education to recruitment practices um, present barriers for young Black people wanting to pursue sciences. What Eugenia does is to create a community outside of those structures to create support and resources to inspire and support those who want to continue in these fields. Apart from this, Eugenia is also an incredible woman who gives a lot of time for initiatives that support her community, um, to bring more resources to them or generally just creates more opportunities for them. I have huge amounts of respect for her and i think she deserves a shout out for all that she does thank you Elian, my babe and obviously eugenia we appreciate you that that's fantastic what you are doing like it means a lot i re- representation matters i was when i was at school i was made to feel like i was too dumb to perf- uh, to pursue maths or um Information technology and, you know, ICC I, I was made to feel like I was too dumb to do those things Which is wild because I look at my grades And I got top grades for a lot of these things But it was the attitude around me getting the top grades Almost like, wow, you did so well, you know, at that time But I keep doing well at that time all of the time So what what exactly are you saying, Kathy? So it's, it's just weird It's just weird how people can, like, deter you from these, these things So it's great that someone is out here Wanting us to not be deterred by these things So thank you, Eugenia, for the work that you're doing Now I'm so excited We are moving to So You Mad Oh, because this week packs a punch I'm really glad that as much as people are sending me um, letters For Share Your Magnificence I really enjoy that you are all now sending me letters For So You Mad Because more time you're choosing things that I was going to speak about anyway but I appreciate that you also feel the collective rage that I feel when I see these things so we're going to jump into the first one and this is sent by Corey that was meant to actually read last week regarding Black Panther but I'm glad I didn't because I wanted to have seen it first and now I've seen it we can talk about it so this is from Corey Downs and I just really really appreciate you um Hold on one moment So, Corey writes Hi Kletchy, hope you're all good First of all, I wanted to say thank you for doing your podcast I've been following you for a while And learned a lot listening to you and reading your tweets Your podcast is awesome So thanks for putting in the time and sharing it with us My pleasure, thanks Um, I also wanted to share a a potential topic with you Maybe you will see Black Panther by the time you record your next podcast But I saw this tweet that really irked me The picture is attached I'm paraphrasing, but essentially it's a guy complaining about the fact that Aquaman Led by a Polynesian star um, in Jason Momoa um, And an Asian director won't receive as much support or hype as Black Panther has This annoyed me and a few others in the comments below the tweet, as it seems that as black people, we can't enjoy anything without being made to feel bad about the plight of others. This compounded with the fact that A, the Asian stroke um, Polynesian community is a large one that could big up the movie themselves. B, Jason Momoa has a history of saying some problematic shit. And C, the searing amount of anti-Blackness prevalent within Asian communities got me really, really pissed off. This is funny because this seems like a, a, a theme today. You're gonna know why when I read the next letter that we've got for So You Mad, but I'm just gonna continue with what Corey has to say. It's frustrating because... As Black people, I feel we are the first to point out injustice wherever we see it being done to anyone. But often that isn't reciprocated. I also find that quite a lot of the time, quite a lot of the time, people from Asian communities weaponize disappointment in situations when it appears we don't stand up for them, knowing that they not only turn a blind eye to our plights, but at times perpetuate anti-Blackness themselves. We are hyping Black Panther because it speaks to us and a film of this magnitude with a predominantly black cast and crew has been made. Um, has been a long time coming. I'm sure once Aquaman comes out, the Asian and Polynesian communities could do the same. Why should it be our job to do it for them? I don't know. Lol. Keen to know your thoughts and thanks for reading. I know it's long. Haha. <laughs> Thank you, Corey. You said all of the things. Like you said all of the things i felt the same way when i saw that tweet by that fool about the fact that let me just read the actual um screenshot of that stupid stupid message it says something tells me aquaman a movie with a polynesian lead and directed by an asian man will receive very little support on twitter which is wild because it's the most important comic book in terms of diversity ever. That was written by some guy called Dennis. Dennis, you're being a motherfucking menace, yeah? It is not our duty as black people trying to just generally stay alive in this world to now take on your drama and your struggles as well. Sort sort it out, mate. Sort it out, mate, and spice up your life, mate, yeah? Stop expecting black people to do what you need to do for yourself, mate, all right? Now get out of my pub. That's how I... Honestly, mate, that's just how I feel about it MIA did the um, same thing a little while back When she was just like Why aren't black people concerned about this thing That's happening in the Asian community, bitch Because most times Think of all the, the horrible slurs that Asian people use When they're talking about black people Now you think I need to take time out of my day To go and worry about them not being represented When they don't worry when I'm not represented I don't have time Look, let's all Stay in our lanes and let's all face our front and do what we need to do to help our, you know, our respective communities The age of political blackness has passed, yeah Do your work for yourself Stop expecting us to do the work for you The Polynesian community, the Asian community is large, very, very large You are all on social media as well Use your platforms to speak about the things that matter to you Black people have been so underrepresented in Hollywood for so, so long Underrepresented and misrepresented for the longest amount of time Something like Black Panther comes out and we just want to celebrate Can we just not have nice things? Why? Why do you want to come and rain on our parade with your nonsense? There's another guy that now tweeted um, earlier on this week And he said, wow so much for African pride When Black Panther was filmed In Atlanta and South Korea Huh I said wow This bitch obviously thought he made some points You know when someone thinks that they are spitting bars Like they are spitting flames Like he really said something That's make going to make our hearts do You didn't say shit You dickhead Someone rightly said to him, well, wow, so much for Star Wars, a film based in space when it wasn't actually filmed there. And I thought that's the response that you need because you know that Africa as a continent doesn't have currently certain infrastructures that's needed to pull off a large scale um, comic movie such as that you are aware of this a lot of these things were done in the studio we know that but why do you have to just come and be a soggy boots about the whole thing like can't you just be happy that we've got something and we're enjoying it like for an when more people have watched Black Panther. I'm going to talk about some of the things that I found problematic in how it's been um, promoted on social media, like people conflating it with the Black Panther movement. I don't like that because at the end of the day, this film is still serving a capitalist culture and capitalism in essence can only exist because of racism. So that's for another day. But right now, I'm probably going to see Black Panther another maybe three times at the cinema. I know that I'm going um sometime next week with a large group of Black people because I just want to be around them when we laugh at little jokes that they make unapologetically in the film. Like, I just, I want to enjoy this moment for as long as I can. I don't think you understand what it means for someone like me who's an actor to see a film like that. It lets me know, it, you know what? Watching Black Panther you know, in terms of how it's filmed and costume design and how, you know, how it's been executed. It's the same way I feel when I watch Viola Davis act. Viola Davis is everything. I will venture to say that Viola Davis is the best motherfucking actress of our entire life. In fact, it really, um, Aggravates me when people say she's the black Meryl Streep. She mentioned that recently that everyone will say to her, like, oh, wow, Viola Davis, you're the black Meryl Streep. But you don't want to pay her like you pay Meryl Streep. Run me my check, bitch. If you're going to keep comparing me to Meryl Streep, give me Meryl Streep money. But you're not. It's like, oh, wow, wow, you've won these Academy Awards, you've done all of these things, but no, you're still a black woman. So we're only still going to pay you this much. Viola Davis, you can argue with me if you want to, but like I told you, you'll be arguing with the motherfucking war. Viola Davis is without a doubt the best actress of our entire generation. I don't. Close your mouth if you feel like arguing with me because it's not up for debate. Her skill. Her craft is unlike anything I've ever seen in this life When I watch Viola Davis act And I see the roles that she's able to play It gives me hope that one day That will be me I don't know how it's going to happen But one day that will be me Like I am going to Me too I'll make the, the way that Viola Davis cries And makes that snot come out of her nose And it's doing blah, 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 all down her lip I will learn how to do that I will sit in front of the, the mirror And cry until the bogey starts coming out of my name, nose Because I want to be Like Viola Davis She is incredible And so when I watch Black Panther Honestly, I've spent the past few days When I'm alone in the flat I've been practicing fight moves For when they call me To come and be in it Because me too I want to do boom boom With my spear And be like Wakanda forever You need me to shave my head Way ahead of you I'm ready I I will do whatever is necessary To be in Black Panther 2 God From this podcast to God's ears Please let me be in Black Panther 2 I don't even need a speaking role I just want to hold a spear I would preferably like to be a villain Because I really enjoy playing villainous roles I think that I was born to be a baddie So I would really enjoy that But look, honestly If you want me to be a rock I will be a rock in Wakanda I will be a stone I will be a rhino I'm okay with whatever you want to give me But me too I must see Wakanda in this lifetime So what I'm saying by that is that like representation matters so much because me at my big, big age, I I tapped into this childlike energy when I was watching that film because it made me feel like, yo, you too can be a superhero. Like you can. And I didn't have that growing up. And it does so much for one's self-esteem to see these people portrayals like it does so so much so let us just have our things and just enjoy it for what it is leave it alone that's all i wanted to say about that but moving on from so you mad for the black panther we're moving to another so you mad and we're still talking about, would you have guessed it The Asian community and their anti-blackness And why they won't let black people enjoy their things But this time we're talking about the Nike advert So if in case you haven't seen it, there's a Nike advert that's come out um, Where gigs is in it and all of these, you know, like uh, Pop culture kind of like black people are in it And it looks really, really good It's well filmed, it's well executed And it's great to see um, black people In an advert for Nike, having fun. But no, Asian people got upset and they were like, well, I'm disappointed. Always disappointed. I hate when people do that. The same thing that white people do. I'm so disappointed. I don't care if you're disappointed Like I keep saying Go and be disappointed in your seasonless food And stop being disappointed in me Obviously I can't say that about the Asian community Because I, I, you know I feel like your food is seasoned You know, the various foods from various countries Are well seasoned and I personally enjoy it So I'm not fighting with you over food But I am fighting with you over your spiceless Your seasonless hot takes when it comes to adverts and things that represent black people So I'm going to move to my next email actually that covers it nicely for me Let me just scroll up Big up girls, big up girls, big up girls Big Why did I say it again? Big up girl like Rachel Mantock. That's who I'm talking about now Like we follow each other on Twitter and she's a baby girl And I just really, really like her And we're always having the best conversations on Twitter But anyway, she says Hi, Kelechi. Hope you're well. Firstly, I'd just like to let you know how much I love your podcast. Thank you. I find it extremely empowering and love how much energy you have. It's really helped me to think positively as I go through a difficult time in my life. And I want you to know that you are really impacting my life in a wonderful way with this pa- uh, fab podcast. Um, I really wanted to send you an email to do with the share your magnificence section because there's too much negativity going on. And it's great to shed light on those doing great things, despite all of the bullshit going on. However, I was particularly annoyed by the way in which the Asian community reacted to the Nike advert this week. So it seems like this will be more of a So You Mad section suggestion. I want to make it absolutely clear that I really resonated with what you said about not appreciating people Expecting you to react to every single fuckery that goes on So I completely understand if you weren't planning on speaking about this in your next podcast If that's the case, feel free to ignore the rest of my email If you are planning on mentioning this though I thought maybe in my experience, um, maybe my experience might shed further light on the issue My mother is Indian, Gujarat, and my father is Jamaican. So growing up, I experienced the rife racism and colorism that is present in both of these communities. Since the issue at hand is to do with the Asian community expecting support from the Black community when they rarely give honest support to Black issues, I'll stick to speaking about the Asian side of my heritage. Surprisingly, perhaps, I've experienced more racism from those of Indian descent than any other race or ethnicity. I often found it difficult to make friends with those from an Indian background, despite being a whole fifty percent from this background. Asian girls at school never quite saw me as one of their own. They thought of me as being, um, they thought me being half black was a novelty at best, but shameful and against Indian culture at worst. They thought my outgoing personality was entertaining. Defo get this from my dad's side more so, but there was always a sense that I didn't present myself how a good Indian girl should. And therefore, although they were most almost fascinated by me and my huge, not quite Indian hair in the most degrading way possible, they never accepted me as their own. This was only made worse by meeting the parents of Indian acquaintances who reacted with confusion when it was explained to them that I was half black This was often followed by a quite obviously fake look of intrigue to mask their quite obvious disgust As if they were horrified that somebody of their race had married a black man, married down in their opinion Often Indian females would loudly proclaim, but you're not really half Indian, are you? Almost as a way of separating themselves from me and trying to rip a whole part of my heritage from me as if they can tell me what I am and what I'm not. When going out as a whole family when I was younger in predominantly Asian areas, we'd often get disapproving stares as if my sister and I were some sort of uh, forbidden and um, abominable creation. So in light of this all, I'm perhaps extremely qualified to say that, of course, most of them... Asians were really mad Because black people Were more represented In that advert Than they were Not just because They weren't properly Properly represented In that advert In the first place This is absolutely Because they see themselves As above blacks And in closer proximity To whites Any Asian denying this Is the reason um, um, Denying this as the reason Or denying that Asians Have a problem with black people Is lying through their teeth With the utmost force And is in absolute denial In fact they are well deserving of a straw of the week I agree, Rachel That's why when you watch a Bollywood film Everyone is so whitewashed It's like they're deluded enough to actually think that they, The more they emulate white people The more they'll be accepted While I completely understand that the strife of Asians And the strife of black people are entirely different As is my experience as a mixed race individual Light skin privilege Acceptable curly hair by European standards Privilege and so on and so forth All very real issues that mixed race uh, Individuals need to accept And get rid of this tired They see us as all the same rhetoric We'd have a greater impact if we all supported each other And shone in our own authentic greatness Without trying to emulate These entrenched European colonial standards Big up yourself Rachel Love that Anyway let me continue there's a reason why Indians often encourage Or don't mind when their wh- uh, children marry white people But nearly always have an issue When their children marry somebody of black heritage It's simply because they think marrying white is marrying up And marrying black is marrying down I'm sure I'll be enthralled And so here for whatever you planned uh, For your next episode of um, For the So You Mad section On your next podcast episode regardless But if you are planning to speak on this issue Please don't hold back And feel free to use my experience To further back up what you have to say If You see fit Keep doing what you're doing Kindest regards, Rachel P.S. Very sorry for the dissertation of an email No, I appreciate it, Rachel I love like well thought out um, You know, suggestions and and, um, topics I Same thing I said about Black Panther just now Spice up your fucking life, yeah I saw so many hot takes The day that the um, Nike advert dropped Everyone being like There are so many Asian people That could have been in this advert too And they were left out Okay But why are you beefing us As black people Why are you beefing us about it Because all we were doing Was cultivating a culture for ourselves That I guess right now Seems marketable and profitable To white people And you know corporations That is not my wahala Like why are you beefing me Go and beef the people That made the advert Let them make one about you Who knows Your one might even be coming Your one might even be coming But here you are feeling salty over something that I have no control over And I don't feel like you're feeling salty because of the representation You're feeling salty because you're like How dare these blacks We are above them And we should have gotten an advert first Because we have been licking white man's batty crease for so long We should have gotten the advert first Well, you didn't Uh-huh Go and take it up with the person that you need to take it up with Like leave us out of it because it's absolutely wild And nobody has time for that nonsense But my last um, So You Mad My last So You Mad is um, the Her Majesty's Treasury The clerks at Her Majesty's Treasury um, Wrote a tweet earlier on this week where they say uh, said something about um, wow, you know, we've helped to abolish slavery. And re- they wrote one, it was so badly worded, but they put this tweet um tweet up, basically alluding to the fact that um taxpayers helped to um eradicate or to abolish slavery. They failed to mention that. What they meant by that is that up until 2015, if I'm not mistaken, up until 2015. Taxpayer money was being used to pay off the debt that Britain entered into when slavery ended. What I mean by that is, in case you weren't aware, when slavery was abolished in Britain, people were compensated for the fact that slavery had been abolished for all the hardship that they were, you know, that they had faced and would face as the, as the, you know, now that slavery is gone or, you know, What I mean by that is that slave owners were compensated for slavery ending, not the slaves, not the enslaved Africans. No, the people who were compensated for slavery ending were the slave owners. And it was such a massive debt that it cost this country that they've been paying that motherfucker off all the way up till 2015 and these fools thought it would be apt to tweet about it as if it's something to celebrate like why are you all so fucking stupid like what is wrong with you who is dealing with your social media that let you feel like this is a is it's an appropriate thing to put on social media like it's so wild to me like you're boasting about the fact that you've recently finished paying, you know, you've recently finished paying off the debt that you incurred from paying off slave owners when slavery ended. You didn't, not the people who were treated as less than human, who were treated as like cattle. No, not them. Not the people that were tortured and raped and all of that and, and killed. no. No, let's pay the slave owners for the inconvenience of no longer having the property that is also known as humans It really bothered me on a level that I can't even begin to articulate Because I just, I want to have a one-on-one with some of these people Just so I can just distribute five slaps Five slaps Boom, 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 boom For all of these people individually I just want to slap people five times Not six because that's overdoing it I just want to slap them five times All of them respectively Because I want to just slap some sense into them Because their behavior is regardless Where are our reparations? Where are my motherfucking reparations? That's what I want Where are my reparations for colonization? Where are the reparations for slavery? There are Millions of people that deserve money Where is our money? In fact, let's say even hundreds of thousands of people That deserve money But we know it's millions, really Who deserve to be paid If you can subject yourself to paying off a debt that took you all the way up until 2015 to pay off Why don't you subject yourself to another debt For another 200 years And pay the people that were actually traumatised By the fucking events These historical events Pay us Run me my cheque We keep, that, that, that is the theme of this episode Apart from Black Panther And actually it relates back to Black Panther Because this is why I empathise with the villain in Black Panther Because an eye for a motherfucking eye Because... The treatment that black people have endured Throughout history is unlike any other It's unlike any other And I stand by that fact There are other atrocities that have happened throughout history And continue to happen But none can compare to the transatlantic slave trade None, as far as I'm concerned And it's actually quite mad And so you could fast yourself up to pay pay these slave owners Pay us, pay the people that were colonised Pay the people that were ripped away from their uh, homes and taken to other countries and made to just be workers. Pay those people. How about that? That's what we now want. Because you're you're feeling like a big person. You're feeling like, I want big guys. I want big girls. By boasting on Twitter that, wow, we use taxpayer money to, to abolish slavery. Yeah, whatever. I'm still waiting for the money. And this goes also to the people that like to say, oh, why are you talking to me about racism? I wasn't actually benefiting from it. I didn't get anything from it. Wah. wah, wah. As far as I'm concerned, if you are well off. In this country, your English person Well off in this country, middle class or above or whatever You directly benefited from the slave trade Because that's how your family made their wealth And you cannot tell me otherwise You can find um, ways to talk about it and to avoid the subject But I can promise you that if we trace it all the way back Your family made their money from black people being enslaved So for that reason, you are directly benefiting from it now you are benefiting from it right now So I don't know how you want to do it Whether you want to change my your bank account details To my bank account details But your granddad The next time he wants to drop you a little money for your birthday I want to, before I open my eyes I need to see that money in my bank account Because bitch, you owe me That's as far as I see it Now, let's move to the next se- section Final section Suck your mum, S-Y-M-O-K-A Straw of the week Uh, so we've got, should we have a vote again? No, I don't think we should have a vote again. I'm just going to tell you like the three people that I think, or the three, three, one organization and two types of people that I think straw of the week should go out to. So the first one is obviously Oxfam. You knew, you knew that I was not going to leave Oxfam out of this podcast. Oxfam, fuck you. Fuck you. Because i I cannot believe that, actually I can believe, but you know, I cannot believe that they have the cheek to try and talk their way out of this or, or to try to talk their way out of this. I think is absolutely wild. So in case you don't know um, about what Oxfam have been up to, um, let me just bring this up now to read to you. The man at the center of the sex Um, sexual exploitation scandal, um, with Oxfam, um, was actually dismissed by another, um, international aid development organization years earlier for similar misconduct. So, um, Roland Van Halvermeeren was, um, or Halvermeeren, however you pronounce his ugly colonizer name, um, works at Oxfam and he's the director of um, wherever they've sent him to. So he's been in Chad and he's been in Haiti. And basically while he's been in these places, he's been using his Oxfam money, I imagine, to have sex parties with the local sex workers. And I'm sure that he's done even worse things than that. But he's been organizing sex parties and doing the most horrendous things While he's actually meant to be there providing aid... To the people of Haiti And before that in Chad And we've now found out That he actually did A very similar thing When he was in Liberia And that's why he got dismissed From the other organisation He was working for But obviously Oxfam thought It would be perfectly okay For them to hire him It's fine And the thing is They'd known about The things that he was doing All the way from I think 2013 2013 they knew about it There's emails passing along um, That's been sent Between the CEO And the other heads of Oxfam about his misconduct Him and another guy about their misconduct Yet they decided to bury it As opposed to deal with the fact that he was doing these things And it really, really burns me Because everyone knows how much I hate those Oxfam adverts Where they'll show you the pot-bellied black children With flies hanging um, on, on their eyelashes And they'll be like, oh... Just look, if little Mfufu just had two pounds a day, she'd be able to, um, go to school and drink clean water and blup. Shut up! Shut up, because more these this money isn't making it to these children It's not This is why I implore you all to give your money to more transparent, smaller organizations Where they can actually show you how your money's being spent Because at Oxfam, your money's being spent by these disgusting, horrible white men To use it to violate the people of these countries That's what your money's being used for Um let me just read the beginning of this article. So basically, a former colleague of um Roland baited him up and said, um he was sent from his, he was sent home from his job in Liberia in two thousand and four after there were complaints um prompted and the prom- complaints about him were um prompted an investigation about sex parties that he was having there with local women. Um, despite this, Halver Merin was recruited by Oxfam in Chad less than two years later and went on to do work for them in Haiti and then in Bangladesh for um, Action Contre La Femme. The um, Swedish government aid department alerted in 2008 also missed an opportunity to bring his behaviour to light and um, even went ahead that year to fund Oxfam's Chad project under his management to the tune of about $750,000. Um, Last week, the Times reported that Van Halvermeeren Was ousted from Oxfam for sexual exploitation and abuse When he worked in Haiti after the 2010 earthquake Oxfam's deputy CEO, Penny Lawrence Who's a dumb bitch, by the way um, Has since resigned And the charity has faced a a barrage of criticism Both for the abuse itself And its handling of the staff member It now faces an um, an inquiry by the charity regulator this isn't the first time that we've heard of people who are meant to be peacekeepers or who are meant to be providing international aid going into countries and violating the women and children of those countries worse than any, um, any kind of local militia ever could. And um, we heard about it with the UN peacekeepers and things like that. Penny Lawrence tweeted um a little while back that to be poor is to be, um, She tweeted something basically say like To be poor is to be unseen But she's also the same person that knew of Van Halvermeeren's transgressions And she chose also to go ahead and help them bury it Everyone's now talking about Oh, yeah, it was an oversight on our part We probably should have reported it sooner We probably should have done something sooner You know why you didn't do anything sooner? Because black lives do not matter to you The lives of these people in these countries do not matter to you You know why it doesn't matter? Because even big pharmaceutical projects Where they go and they claim that they're going to go and vaccinate children in Africa do you, know what they, do you know what those vaccinations actually have in them a lot of the time? it has chemicals to sterilise the children. Babies, they're giving them vaccinations, but they're also using those vaccinations to sterilise these people because they're trying to do population control. They're trying to make sure that these children cannot have children later on when they grow up, because to them, it's just like, let's stop the problem that is Africa from the root. And that disgusts me because so many um, governments overlook this and they just let it happen they just let black children be subjected to these things it's it's really really upsetting to me that Nobody cares Nobody's speaking up Nobody wants to do anything To help these children And it's, um, you know, it's fine Because at the end of the day You know, we're providing them with water And we're providing them with schools So because you're providing those things allegedly That means that you can rob them of their childhood And you can rob these people of their humanity Not on my motherfucking watch So as long as I can I will keep disrespecting and undermining Oxfam And charities and not-for-profit organizations like them because they're not doing the work that they claim that they've gone there to do. Instead, they're going there, they're um, sexually assaulting um, women and children and sometimes even posting the um, the videos on porn sites. I, I've, I've seen it with my own eyes and I'm quite frankly disgusted. Oxfam, take all of the straws. You don't even have to pay me £2 a month for them. I just want you to have all of the straws and I want you to suck all of your mothers dry so it can be as dry as the way that you claim that Africa is barren. That's how much I want you to suck your mothers dry. It's disgusting. The other two are very, very quick. My straw, I have another straw for people who like to tag me in tweets and Instagram posts, um, written by people who don't like me. I'll oh, collectively look what this person said about you that doesn't like what you're doing because I got quite a few of them. Um, when this BBC, you know, this BBC feature came out about my twerk classes. Um, People, and it's happened so many times before where people will send me DMs and be like, oh, look at what this person said about you. Like, oh, I can't stand that Kalechnikov bitch. Or she hates people. Why is she always con- um, complaining? She seems so angry all the time with men. She she hates white people. That girl's crazy. Why do you, as someone who follows me, why do you deem it necessary for me to see these things? What What exactly are you trying to do? Does your life lack? Joy, does your pussy lack lubrication that the only thing that you can find to do with your spare time is to send me messages that should hurt my feelings? You are not stable. You are not emotionally stable Like you need to go and take it up with the God you serve to, to, to not spread negativity. I'm out here fully aware that there are lots of people that don't like me, But they don't need to like me because the one force that matters in this life that needs to like me is God. And God thinks I'm great. God thinks I'm all right. So that's enough. Don't send me bullshit about people that don't like me. I don't care. My next straw goes out to men. at the gym who look like overgrown baby elephants that feel really, really intimidated when they see me and they see my muscles and they see me lifting heavy weights. So I had an incident today when I was at the gym and I was deadlifting, um, you know, I was deadlifting heavy weights and one guy just got so offended. Basically, you know, his girlfriend was looking at me in awe and he was like, Oh, don't, don't look at her, don't look at her. She looks like a man. Ah, oh, well, at least one of us does, babe, because you're Obviously not looking like a man enough for your boo And that's why she's looking at me and my muscles And she's enjoying it, baby She's loving it, baby Because you can't provide it Because you're there wearing your weightlifting belt And your tummy is hanging over the belt Like your flab is hanging over the belt But you have the motherfucking cheek So look at me as I'm in this pure gym Living my best life And you want to talk about I look like a man. Well, one of us needs to because you look like a motherfucking dumpling, you dumb bitch. Focus on that. I can't stand men who are intimidated when they see a woman being physically strong. Like most of these guys, they're big and hefty. They've got no actual strength, they're just big. So they're using mass to offset mass. I'm 70 kg. I'm at the moment lifting, deadlifting about 140 kg. I had to work so hard to get myself to that point where I'm lifting double my body weight. I put in so much work. So I don't think you understand how hurtful it is to have achieved something so great for me as a personal achievement. And someone looks at me and instead of being like, you know what, I respect it. I respect her hustle. Well done. It's, oh, she looks like a man. Yeah, okay, fine. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to look like a man If it means that I can do these things that I'm doing That's what matters to me So if you are dating a guy That gets genuinely offended When he sees girls with muscles And he wants to instantly Say, oh yeah, she looks like a man You're dating a fucking pussy You're dating a pussy clerk bitch That's what you're dating You're dating a man who is so fragile in his masculinity That it scares him to see a woman that can hold her own That's who you're dating And I implore you, if you are dating these guys Tell them about me, show them my picture And tell them that if they ever see me at the fucking gym Never to say anything to me Because I'll send your boyfriend back home to you And I'll and he'll be crying I'll make him cry like the little bitch that he is That's what I'll do Warn your man, warn your boo I don't even know why you'd be dating an idiot such as that in the first place But if you so happen to, let him know about me That I'm not the one that you should be doing that nonsense with So a straw definitely goes out to these guys. Use it. Use it for your protein shake. Use it for your for your for your pre-workout. Use it for whatever you deem fit. But the one thing I really want you to use it for is to suck your mother. That's what I want you to use it for. So that brings this week to a close. That's everything I wanted to say. Big up yourselves for listening big up yourselves for still existing and like i said with the tarot of the hanged man just let life carry you for a while let life just flow flow with life be a li- be a leaf on the stream of the universe's consciousness it'll take you somewhere great i'm i'm very very sure of it it might feel very very um tempestuous right now but it's carrying you somewhere great um the links for some of the people i've mentioned will be in the captions and that's pretty much it. I have been Kelechi Okofor, and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. Yes, suck your mum. I wish you all a fantastic week. Until we speak again. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on at or on at Say Your Mind Pod and send your questions and your suggestions and everything else to SYM at I appreciate you all greatly. Go ahead and be great. Wakanda forever. Peace. It's the Benz woman womaness Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this it, sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go sipping your hard time Scrolling for your long trots You might learn something, you we'll never, never know, know. I'll let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you're mine, say you're mine.